Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Justin Palmer Show. Today's guest, Ofer Yair, former neighbor of mine in New York City and an incredible human being. He's uh, he's a jujitsu. He's a great father. Uh, deeply, deeply philosophical. Grew up between New York and Israel, and we we got into some Deep Space Nine stuff uh, on this episode. I really enjoyed the conversation. Uh, Ofer is an incredible human being, and he's got a beautiful family. I hope you guys enjoy it as well. Peace. It's the Justin Palmer Show. Here we, here we go. All right, my friend. We're live. Okay. Election day. What? I said election day. Oh, election day. Oh, I forgot. I had such a wonderful yeah. uh, I like that you forgot. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> Funny I forgot because I just voted. When was that? Two two hours ago. But I forgot because we had such a wonderful pre conversation uh, that I feel is as I'm not gonna say above or below or outside of this uh, day uh, let's let's put it it's inside of this day so it's just yeah. kind, of, kind of that's what i mean i forgot forgot about that thing that's going on yeah well we were we were talking about the experience of kind of i i i guess the way i would put it is connecting with yourself and how it's such a transformative experience and it feels like it's something that's lacking substantially in, at least in the American existence. You probably have a better view on that. I mean, having grown up in multiple places, but what, what is it that you see in your existence today that, uh, is, fundamentally different from how you were experiencing the world seven, eight, nine years ago as a younger man, I should say. That, that's a wonderful question. Wonderful question and so interesting. So we talked about the inner kind of exploration or, or like to call it wealth. And the way I experience it now is let's say seven or eight years ago, I feel that I was more in tune with, with the external of how the external define the me, which can be internal. Now, I don't want to go into what's internal, what external, or the external is internal and all that yet. <laughs> it's early in the conversation. Um, and my point is that as a younger man, which we're both young um I, I just turned 41 which i can't believe it um it's crazy uh and, and you know that as a 30 uh something year old you know it's it's yeah, like 38 dude I'm, yeah. I'm close to the threshold yeah so it's a, maybe a good time to say that internally we're, I'm, I'm maybe uh ageless or at least that's the experience which i wake up to and i don't see the difference between when i wake up talking about the me that experienced uh Reality, when I wake up, when the first time I got woken up that I can remember it registers the memory. So I, what I would say is, as uh, 
let's say achievers or or people that want to be successful or do something or mean something or feel something or um, own their stuff. I feel that in seven, eight years ago, I was more drawn into the doing of, okay, I need to achieve something. I want to make something. I want to make a certain amount of money. I want to be significant uh, to, to a certain kind of image. Uh, and now my reality is that that image is completely false. And, and by the way, all the stuff that I'm saying, I don't know anything. I'm not a master of anything. I don't know anything. Um, yet what I'm talking about is from direct experience. I'm talking about what's my reality. I don't believe in anything. It's not I'm saying I believe in it. When I say something, it, this is truth for me. Believing is saying I don't know. When we're going to get to a point and I don't know. You're asking me something and I say, you know what, I don't know. Let, let's inquire together. Yet um, this specific thing, there's a knowing that I discern from knowledge. There's a knowing, which is direct experience for me, that this is reality. That all the other stuff, it's an image. Now, it's not that I don't want to eat and I don't want to have a certain amount of income. Yet that defined by the real me inwardly, what do I need to sustain the circus of I have other four people that live with me here, um, three beautiful, gorgeous, feminine goddesses, females, and then one uh, one uh, male. So what, what do I need for them to thrive and feel wonderful or something like that? It's not based on like a certain pattern that, you know, to prove yourself or to be somebody or I need a million dollars, I need 500,000, I need this and that. So it comes from a different perspective, for I may say that. Yeah, what what is that perspective now, like to to provide what you need? Because it's it, I agree with you, especially as as New Yorkers. Uh, I guess I can still claim that for right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. You can claim it for forever. I mean, like, for Aloha, New Yorkers, and Woodstock, New York, upstate New Yorkers, uh, you could definitely still claim it. Um, what what? It, how do you view that? now and taking taking care of your family well it, it's great that you're, you're saying your question is like how do you view that so and, and then we started by defining what's a new yorker so the perspective i hold a perspective that everything has to be defined if we didn't define we're going to allow, be lost you started by the fact that i have different perspectives because i'm originally from israel and also here um so you said, how do you view that? So if we don't define the words themselves or what do they mean to you? So the way I view it is the way I see it. And, and I see it through my perspective. And now I see it from the reality of me as whatever I am, which is this body runs through something before the, the viewing or how do I see that or how my perspective is, is based on a specific desire that either, either adhere to fear or just a desire based on something, based on a specific pattern, based on like, you should be this, you should be that. Um, uh, successful people are. Uh, all these kind of statements, they're completely nonsense because, because who said that? To whom? Uh, to which culture? Uh, I mean, who's a New Yorker? Like one person would tell you, oh, you've never been a New Yorker. Justin, where are you from? Where, where were you born? 
Uh, I was born outside of Seattle in Olympia, Washington. Oh, what are you talking about? New Yorkers are just people that are born in New York. You know what? I was born in New York. And now you tell me, oh, wait a minute. Where were you raised? And I'm like, oh, in Israel. Oh, no, no, no. New Yorker is only born and raised and also in Manhattan. It's not. You know, it's like it's like all these definitions. But no one, I'm not going to say no one. Most people do not stop to view or look at, wait a minute, let's define at least for now, for the conversation, what X means. Let's solve for X. What's a New Yorker for you? What's a New Yorker for me? What's your perspective and stuff like that? So a lot of people are annoyed with me, a lot of people. Some people are annoyed because I stopped to define, yet if we're not defining, we're gonna be lost in translation. That's how I start with it. And I can say it because sometimes I'm getting lost in translation based on a culture thing uh, or so definitely we can be, I'm going to make a new term. We can get lost in definition between us. So whatever you're going to say, good for me, maybe good means something else. Maybe, you know how so many people say nice. Oh, nice. Or, or and then when, when my partner here say nice, I'm like, what's, what's you mean nice? Nice is so mediocre. And for her, that's, that's her great. Like, oh, nice. You know, like, you know what I'm saying? Totally. It's, I, I had a weird experience the other day and somebody was helping me with something and we've gotten to know each other a little bit out here. He's helping me with some neck back issues. And he was like, well, I've got, you know, we've gotten to know each other over the past couple of weeks. I know about like the physical stuff that you do because treating you and I've, I've been training with him. And he was like, you know, what else do you do? And it was the first time in my life where I was like, nothing you know i don't know <laughs> i i didn't feel the need to answer that question it, it was a no, totally normal question by the way yeah i didn't feel the need to answer that question from a place of ego or importance or significance or just like try to prove something i actually thought about it and i was like well you know i'm really i'm really interested in my family i'm really interested in my kids you know, I don't, I was like, I gotta be honest right now. There's not that much else that I have interest in, which is fundamentally different from my experience. Not that long ago where I was, you know, we were talking about it before we, we started the show of just like going, going, trying to get some, trying to acquire something, trying to build something, trying to create something, but not from a place of creativity from a place of fear, right? Literally trying to create from a place of fear where I had something inside of me that was like at my core. That was like, you gotta fucking do this. You gotta do this fucking now. You gotta be on a plane. You gotta go there. You gotta raise that money. You gotta fucking build that building. You gotta make that, you gotta make money off that. You gotta build a team. You gotta build something big. And it like didn't, it just didn't stop for like two decades. Yeah. And then to sit from a place and it's not, I'm trying to describe it to Anna when we have conversations. I was like, it's not that I don't have thoughts. It's that the thoughts don't have any weight. So they come in and just go. And it's not the thoughts that are directing my experience or the feelings. It's my consciousness, right? So we're here. We're talking, we're here right now. We've got this conversation is 
I, lo- I love <laughs> I love it. Sorry, this conversation. Uh, oh, good, man. It, dude, it's the it's the world we live in with phones and stuff. Yeah, it, it comes turn my, phone, my phone is on silent and it comes through the computer. I'm like, what? I can't figure mine out. <laughs> yeah, and so you were saying that that it's it's challenging for you to describe that experience. Yeah, well, there, I'm just here. And now, and I recognize very quickly, it used to take me, it would like, I would loop on something for an hour, a day, a week, two weeks, three weeks. If it was something really that I felt was really important, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it was, right? Something like growing up without my father, I looped on for at least 20 years. Like from, I don't remember looping on it as much as a kid. I remember thoughts that I had, but I I didn't really understand what they meant. As an adult, I started processing what they meant. I literally looped on that for 20 years, <laughs> right? And now I'm like, oh, okay. People people ask me, they're like, how do you get over something like that? I'm like, because it, it don't, I don't attach any meaning to it. It's just someone else's experience. If it, if it wasn't my father, would I even think about it again? No, if it was some random person, right? You wouldn't even process it. But because I attached this meaning to it, it was me that attached the meaning to it, which led to the experience. Yes. And then yeah. let go of those things. And you can do this with anything, right? You, could, you can literally do this with anything in your life. Yeah. And I think it's, a, it's not a place of like being disconnected. It's in a place of being totally connected, if that makes sense. Yes, it makes a lot of sense. And do you feel that you did the same when you answered the question, nothing? Yeah. I mean, I felt like I was just being made. There was no thought to it. It just, I was just answering. Yeah. Um, and the, the, the great thing and the funny thing is it just, you're saying I'm doing nothing, and then we're expanding it. I said, oh, I'm just interested in being with the family. Now, being with the family, everyone with a family will know, definitely a family of three, there is not even one minute when you can do nothing. <laughs> Unless it's, uh, you know, I don't know, before you go to sleep. Uh, yet, when you're saying nothing, you're just kind of saying, and, and just let me know if it makes sense, if I, if I understand. It's kind of to that person. What do you, what do you actually do? Like, what do you, what are you doing? Like, wait, what, what are you creating? Like, nothing. Right? I don't know. I'm open to, you know, I'm doing many things. However, it's from a place of nothing. Yeah. It, that, yes, it's, I think it, at 38, I've finally started to kind of surrender to life. And I've also seen, the beauty and imperfection in the needle that threaded my life, you know, and there's thing now I, I don't know if this will make sense, but now I kind of let the things that are meant to be on my journey come to me. You know, I stopped trying to force feed those things. Or like, I'm writing a book right now. Am I writing every day? No. I write 
when I feel the uh, the feeling to write. I don't know when I when I feel the the space to write, and I don't, you know, early on in the journey, I was like, oh, I should be writing every day, yeah. And then I was like, why should I be writing every day? Yeah, that's that's exactly now you're getting into the point of the different perspective, and that's what we talked about seven years ago, eight years ago, or before. I feel, and you correct me if if this is kind of getting into a different point, which we can get to many points, the, the different in perspective is not necessarily, oh, you know what, Justin, you're so lazy. What happened? You became so lazy. I remember you were the developer. You were successful. What's going on? You got to ride every day. I feel that the difference in perspective is the dropping of the should, the dropping of, oh, I should ride every day. Or, I should... I should do that, or, or obviously it's a cliche that people say, oh, no, should, could have, uh, could have, should have, and all that. Yet, whenever it becomes reality, meaning, you know what, I just screamed. I was so angry, I screamed, and now, and then there's no, I should have not screamed, or I, I'm, I'm judging myself to it. I'm going to see it and be, okay, I was angry, I screamed, and then... Later, I'm going to talk to whoever I scream to, my son, my wife, or, okay, I apologize for that, you know. And, and it's not from a judging perspective, and it's not, I should never scream. Uh, someone like me should know better. Or, so I think that's kind of the difference perspective. It's why would you write when right now you're not supposed to write? And it's not because, now, let's say you write because you say, you know what? That's my, I have to do it, you know, because, you know, I told myself I'm going to do it. And if not, I'm a failure. Okay. Some people would say, if you have a system and you say, you know what, every day I wake up, you know, at 10 o'clock to 11, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to write. And it's part of your system and it works for your body, for, for everything. And, and it doesn't disturb the flow of what you're doing, which is obviously everyone has his own priorities, your family or, or your health or so that's fine because that's just, you, you put yourself, you say, you know what, for me, it's challenging to sit down whenever I get uh, creative. So I'm going to sit down and, and, and be creative. Yet if, if you're not meant to write and now you're meant to, I don't know, punch pillows or you're meant to, to hug your wife or something, why would you sit to write? Because you have that thought of should. That's coming from a mind, which is a child mind, that, 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 been heard again and again don't be lazy you have to do that if you're not going to do it you're not going to be successful if you're not going to be successful you're not going to be get, get your the lover you want and the family you want and if you're not going to work on your writing you you know you're not going to be safe for school and then how are you going to get a job and it's all this 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 dogma and mantra and all these these, these tapes that we've been hearing for so long that now a 30-something-year-old, very successful person with a beautiful, gorgeous wife and kids and everything that decided to start writing a book and, and empower people and, and enlighten about certain things, this thought going to come of, oh, you should do it every day. But who, who's, who's, talk, who's speaking? Who's saying that? Totally. That, that's that's yeah. usually my, my kind of, who, who, who's saying that? And not in like, in a, you know, uh, Mar, uh, Ramana Maharishi that says like, 
who's speaking. I'm talking about who is really saying that you should write every day? Or who, who is saying that? Because you're not doing it at this moment. So what does that even mean to be lazy? Right now, your body, your you, whatever, it's not feeling to be creative or, or, or creating out of using the same, let's say, to create something, you're creating something else. It doesn't matter if you, you're getting processing your anger or your sadness or right now you're not feeling to to write about your current uh, whatever your book is about it that's how it should be and the, the different perspective is before we used to be judging uh, at least i know myself i was a very big critic of myself and it's very challenging um i can start by saying i can never thought oh you should have abs now, if I have this thought every day, I mean, I might as well, you know, check out because I don't have apps. I've never had apps. Now, now it's a very simple thing. You know, if I'm going to work on it and it's going to be my number one priority and that's it. Okay, I'll get, I'll get to the apps. Yet, what do you mean I should have had apps? I, I don't have apps. You know, so, so this, these concepts and ideas and all these dogma that pounded and just a keep broken record, that's actually what prevents us from really being us and b being, able to, being able to view and have any perspective of, of an adult being human organism that see through their eyes and, and present to whatever comes their way. If I'm with you and I have a specific dogma that you know what i'm not talking with people with beards or people with beards are weird or people with beards are liberal or whatever it is someone that's not a new yorker he cannot understand female all these ideas i am not really with you in relation of speaking i'm pretending i'm speaking with your mask i'm speaking with an image and i'm just you know i'm not even there so i can't even my perspective would be just a broken record of the recording of the patterns from whoever patterns I'm got getting to. So that's what you're basically speaking with. And then including that thing that like, oh, you should not have said that. So then there's a record and a record and a record and a record. And that's how you started with the question that most people are like that in the States and most people are like that in the world. And we're, 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 we were programmed to be like that as the as a safety mechanism for bio, the biological uh, mind, yet the psychological mind is adapting it and creating havoc instead of just being, you know what, I'm, I'm here and I'm present to whatever is going on. Yeah, what we're, we were talking before we started recording about the floor or the ceiling. What, what was the floor or the ceiling that started the shift in, in your experience? For me, the, there was a change of point. My best friend from junior high and high school, one day did not wake up in the morning. And this is my best friend. So even though I, I lived in the state, he's in Israel, he just didn't wake up. So I don't know, something shifted in me. And that was, um, 
I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. I don't, I don't remember so much exact when was that to recall 10 years ago, eight years ago. And then I knew that it was so weird. I had so many experiences of, let's say I'm taking a shower and, and people may be able to resonate or not. Uh, that was my experience. I'm taking a shower. Suddenly he comes up like, whoa, he would never take a shower again. Or some, some, some crazy stuff that now do not seem crazy. Just, it was just a, a shift, literally a shift in, in the way I see things that are taken for granted. So, for example, I'm, I was in a hotel, so I was sitting at night. Suddenly I was so scared that, that he's there. I, I felt like I'm feeling him there. Now, I'm not saying he was there. I just, I, I felt, wow, he, he's not going to be able to communicate or, or to show some. So that, that created a shift for me in, um, I think that was the crack. Or, or But if, if I look at my life, I've, I've always been like that, of uh, kind of, I already always knew that something different is just, there's something, something's not right. Something, there's something out there that uh, I know it to be true. Um, and yet when, when we, we grow and become adults, you get so conditioned to like, do this, do this, you gotta go to school, work, successful. All that mantra from the parents and society that I can, I can pinpoint to that moment of, of that was kind of something cracked, if that makes sense to you. Yeah, I mean, that's a, significant moment in a lot of ways, you know, having someone that you care about just not be in physical existence anymore. I think yes. uh, that's annoying. exactly so some it was, I was, I don't remember we were 32, 33, like something very, so he had uh, epilepsy and then he just didn't wake up. And then, and if you look at the probability, there's, you know, they say, Oh, 1% of cases, you know, but, but, can get an attack and I didn't even know that. And then he just, he just didn't wake up. So that was the one of, one of the things that I can think of. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone, people have different moments in life. It's like different for everyone. You know, it's not, it's never this. Some people it's that loss of a parent. It's a loss of a friend almost a loss of your, for a lot of people, it's almost, you know, near loss of your own life or, you know, near death experiences, it, but it doesn't have to be right. It, yeah. I, I think that's like really important for people to understand is that it doesn't, it doesn't have to, for me, in my case, it wasn't, it wasn't that at all. It was, it was a different threshold, right? It's still a threshold of, I, I view it as a threshold of pain in a lot of ways. Right. Yeah where you kind yeah. of push through that threshold of pain into something different. Yeah. And, and I'm just mentioning it in terms of the, the sw switching perspective, because at that point I said, Oh, you know what? I, I, I want to have kids. And before that, this, this didn't come. So it wasn't so much of this onset of an inward surge. It's, um, it was kind of suddenly a shift in perspective of, okay, I'm, I'm, I would like to have a family. I'm ready to do that. Um, I feel that we, we talked about before the, the floor and the ceiling. So that uh, I'm just going to repeat what we talked about that. I feel that at certain point, someone have to get to a realization that, 
okay, I need to start working and looking at inner wealth as the most important thing in life. And any external wealth will not get me into inner wealth unless I'm, I'm talking about after a specific threshold of, of being um, thriving. So basically, that you, that you're comfortable, you have what to eat, you know, everyone, no one is, is, is in, in need for, for resources. Um, because that, that's going to be very challenging to, to start looking inwardly of, of how do I trick myself? What, what, what's, what's going on? What, what, why am I keep repeating the same thing or pattern? What, what's there inward? Um, and you're right. It doesn't need to be a threshold or, or someone crashing on the floor with a death or themselves or, or, or losing their business, or it doesn't need to be a ceiling, what I called that suddenly you have a billion dollar and you still feel empty inside, right? Um, yes, there are certain different, you know, there's nothing special about me or anyone else. I mean, I was a very nice uh, seed uh, that, that got the right water and light and I'm from a wonderful family. I, my dad is, is extremely wise and loving. My, my mom is extremely love, loving and wise. I have a wonderful uh, um, partner that pulls me in the right places. So, so my upbringing was great. You know, take me, put me in, in a different place. It, it, it's not me. Maybe it's the same really, you know, whatever runs me, but but it's a different conditioning. It's a different, um, it, it's a different external in order to, to be able to be sensitive, to be open to certain cracks. So the point that I'm making is not, not necessarily someone need to crash. And if you don't necessarily need to crash or, or hit the threshold of, of pain or, or certain success that you feel still feel empty inside, when that's not the case, the case is that one need to be certain sensitive and open to to hold other things other than their dogmatic ideology pattern. I'm this. I'm white. I'm not white. I'm Israeli. I'm not. You know, all that kind of like masks that that we we wear. So once once someone has got the right external conditions. Um, you know, I'm sure our children will be, they have such a huge jump out of many other people just because of the, the comfortable surrounding that they have and not comfortable. So don't, don't get me wrong. I also got the right slaps when I need, not that anyone hit me, but I mean slaps from the, the right amount of slaps from life that I needed, not, not too much of holding or, you know, so there's a formula or how, how to get to an adult uh, child that, that go to puberty that it's going to have a chance to to awaken to a different type of conscious mind. And, let, and if not, then they will have to crash or, or hit the ceiling. Does this make sense to, to what yeah. we talked about before? Yeah, I mean, I, I, the way that I put it, is it kind of prior because I had kids prior to gaining that clarity myself, I guess is the the right way to you know, I my I'm trying to think. Max was four or five-ish when I started to kind of see yeah. a little clearer. 
right? Which is yeah. a slow, it's a slow process and you don't, you can't force it, right? Yeah. For some people, it is literally an instant, right? For, for other, I think for a lot of people, it's a journey filled with lessons along the way in surrendering to the moment, right? Not trying to force all these things, being in a place of um, total presence, which like, you know, when you are, you know, yeah. right? You, you experience it. And so already having kids and moving past, and my, my threshold was literally creating everything that I ever imagined was possible, right? As a, as a, to your labels, as a high school dropout, as a kid without a dad, as a kid that grew up poor, like all these labels that I had put on myself. And by the way, the statistics are not in, in your favor when you come from that type of background. They're heavily, heavily against you. So for me to persevere through those things and reach what I viewed as a peak of like closing a major nine-figure real estate deal where, you know, I was responsible for all of it. Well, I didn't even know that. Yeah, I mean, to feel nothing, right? I didn't even know that. But it's, but you, you get, it's what you talked about, though. It's you get yeah. you that was the moment for me. that was a threshold moment for me it was hitting that feeling yeah. absolutely empty yes and I'm then I said, oh fuck. I i'm in first trouble. of all I didn't know that you had such a huge deal and i didn't know that that that's how you feel so i'm, I'm happy we we touched that it's yeah important very important it is it's something that i i never would have processed without having that experience I, ne I never could have processed it without actually getting it and then saying, well, what does this really mean? <laughs> Doesn't mean anything, right? It's, yeah, it's the thing that I do, but it doesn't really mean anything. And that's a hard place to be in. It was, it was a hard place for me to be in. And my experience of it was knowing that I was looking in the mirror and there was something that I still hadn't dealt with. For me, it was facing the issue of growing up without my father and what it meant to me, because that was driving all my decisions subconsciously. Yeah. It was driving every single thing that I did to push into everything that I pushed for. And it was like, I try to explain it to people that prior to that moment, leading up to it, it was just mental war, just mental, pure mental war pure war of attrition. I will outlast anyone and anything. I will steamroll anyone and anything that gets in my way to accomplish this. But I had no idea why. I just, I was like, oh, I'm just really motivated. <laughs> right? Like that's, it's crazy. And then to hit that and feel like for me, it, that felt like rock bottom for me. And that's when yep. I knew I was like, oh shit, I got to, I got to do something else. And even my wife, my wife had no idea. I was trying to explain this to her. She's like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're, you built all this. You like created all this. It's everything you said you were going to do. And I was like, yeah, but I haven't walked down that thing that I needed to walk down. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And here's the challenge. I, I know exactly what you're telling me because I mean, <laughs> I know exactly what you said because 
my partner here that I share life with saying the same thing when I say to her, you know, I'm not interested in, you know, creating fun or, or I mean, it's not that I'm not interesting. It's it, interested. It, it's, it's fine. And I, I love wonderful food and wonderful hotels. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I, I love all these things and, and I, I want to create that yet. This is what you're, you're going with, with, Suddenly you're saying, okay, that's second in line. First in line is let me be here and let me see what really floats my boat. And then in the way I may, I may upgrade to a different boat, yet I, I want to do what's float my boat. And obviously we're in relationships and then it, it's very challenging. And you said, uh, trying to explain it, there's nothing to explain. It's the same as, it's funny, we were talking before and then someone called me and I told you I, I had a meeting with him Thursday and I, I didn't say what we said and that now you're reminding me the ceiling. So he asked me a question about my clients and how do I go about doing things and I said, and how do my perspective. So my perspective is that, I mean, I don't, I don't mind, there's no, there's no ceiling. He said, wait a minute, what do you mean there's no ceiling? I really like that. I said, there's no ceiling on anything. You just told me that you started with zero. Suddenly you have, you have this huge, humongous project that like, doesn't matter the figures. So where is the ceiling? Unless, you know, which floor do you live in? Like my ceiling is Justin's floor or, you know, it depends where are you in the building? So um, there, how are you going to go explain to someone we're, we're now on the, on the call. So can you even start explaining me what it is to, to live without a father? So, and the reason I go with it is I have a father. My father is amazing. And, and so we can sit here to talk about it literally, I don't know how many hours, all the days we're going to die before you're going to be able to explain because you're not going to be able to explain because you have to experience same thing. How are you going to explain to Anna or someone that never had a big deal, never did? I mean, not she had huge deals, and I'm pretty sure both our partners had bigger deal than us just by them being a feminine uh, presence in this life, and and obviously by by cooking these uh, beautiful offspring and and delivering them to the world something that we we can never do. But what I mean in terms of deals with numbers and, and money, which by the way, we can talk about it later. Money is a very, 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 very big pattern and a thought form in, in, in current Western civilization, which mess up with so many people. So how are you going to explain to someone that never been an entrepreneur, never stitched a real estate deal, what it means to suddenly do it. And then you feel, okay. It's done. There's no possible way. That's what, but before we talked about is my discernment of uh, knowledge and knowing. I mean, you tell, you said a high school dropout, but for me, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, for, for, for me, you are a real estate master, like developer master, like based on the fact you told me now, and, and by the way, I don't know anything about your business, so we never discussed that because we're always talking about other things. Yeah, so let's, you know, yeah exactly. It's so funny. But uh, <laughs> I don't even know which deal I want, and I'm in the field. Uh, yet, 
let's say you, you did a nine figure deal, real estate deal, which is a big deal. So for me, you're a master, your, your craft in, in putting big real estate deals, right? Now you're a high school dropout. Like what happened if now, well, I'm on the phone and I'm the biggest scholar, let's say, and, and it may be true. I'm the biggest scholar in the universe for real estate. I'm actually, actually have three PhDs and you're speaking to me. I'm a lecturer. I'm getting paid, you know, like Gary V. I go and I lecture, whatever. And then you tell me, oh, okay, uh, what's your latest deal? And I'm like, what do you mean? I mean, I, I wrote a paper about, you know, like I have zero knowing. I, I don't have the direct experience. So, so for me, knowledge, it's all great. And I'm not saying anything about scholars and PhDs and teachers and they're, they're brilliant and they're great. I'm saying right now I have this device right here, right? Anything I want, I Google, I have knowledge. Well, it doesn't mean I know what I'm talking about. Did I ever experience it? So when you have a direct experience of something, the other person just have to do it. Otherwise, there's no possible way they ever understand, ever understand you. Now, once they did that, they still cannot understand you exactly. They can relate to you because they can say, oh, I'm sharing the same experience. Yet their experience is, is through their mind, through their filters, through their patterns, which is what we started with, a different viewpoint, a different view, a different lens. They see it through there. So we're both going to go to the same experience. Our experience is going to be different. So that, that, that's, that's the challenge in, uh, in, in life and relationship and explaining yourself. Um, and the way... I view it, that's why it's so important, we started with election day, to be open to, I don't know. And not open to like, I don't know, I don't know. And I'm saying it to uh, Eli here, which is the my mentor, master, that is only eight. Um, I keep saying it to him, you know, you, you can be in like, I don't know, or you can say, I don't know. You can be open and curious and say, this is just how I see it from these eyes. And, and if you're really authentic to that moment, to what's coming in, I, I don't know. And, and then the partner that lives with me can be so pissed because she wants me to do this thing and want me to do money. And are you crazy? Are you going to really go to take your real estate? Justin, are you really? What are you talking about? This beard? Are you a book? Are you reading? Okay, I'm writing a book, so go explain. I just do me, and it's not from a selfish thing. It's just there's nothing else I can do. Right. I mean, I, unless you want me to put on a mask again, and then that's not going to be me. And, and at some point, something going to happen that it's not going to work because either I go with the stream of life, which is my stream, which is also everyone else's stream, because everyone going to go in the same stream. Everyone is a unique individual. I'd, unless I need to act like I'm Justin and Justin need to act like his offer and offer needs to act like his Anna and Anna needs to be like Ashley. And then everyone playing this game and then it's like all, everyone crashes. It's like a very busy day in Times Square where everyone just crashed with the traffic. So that's, 
one can just be themselves and then whenever they trick themselves, which is their patterns, the most important currency is to know that. Totally. To, to just understand that things are just a pattern. Yeah, to understand. I just, caught I just caught myself speaking like my mom. <laughs> I just caught myself, whatever it is, just be there to whenever you are acting as the pattern and whenever you're really there and whatever you listen. Because if you're really there authentically, when you make love, you are there. If you're not there, the partners know, and it doesn't matter if, if what's your preference. And if you're playing with an animal, they sense you, they're there, that, that everything you do, if you're with your kids, and even if you're not on the phone, but you're thinking about your phone, they know that. For sure. It's... Did you feel like early on in your career, you were, have you always been that authentic or do you feel like you went through that process of wearing the masks in different scenarios and trying to fit in? Because it's a weird dynamic and it translates to how you raise your kids, right? And I'm noticing it more with the eight-year-olds. I don't, I don't know how much. Eli has, has changed in the last eight months. I'm sure it's tremendous, right? Yeah. And him and Maxime are very similar, very social. These kids, I'm telling you, it, these kids could talk for days and they yeah, wouldn't be back. Days. Days. The they hold hands and then they make the story and then they fly to space. I don't know what, and all that. And 10 minutes that they have to walk home or five minutes or whatever it is. It was, it was endless, but, and I've seen, I, I've seen Maxime start to really try to figure out his, his standing in a social setting, you know, and try to figure out what it means and process. You know, I saw he got angry with one of his friends the other day because they had a disagreement about on like how, what design their fort was going to get built. And like one of the kids said something mean they both yeah. like blew up and the conversation I had with him was, look, you, you know, of course, it, I think by nature, the human brain goes into like, I'm going to blame, like I'm, it's them, not me. It can't be yeah. me. Absolutely. And I started talking to him and I said, well, whether it was him or you, you have a choice right now. And the choice is to like stay on a high frequency and forgive and just say, well, it's okay to disagree. You know, and we started going down this rabbit. This was like an hour long discussion. I, I spend this time with the kids. Like we go down the fucking rabbit hole because yeah. I feel like if I don't go down the rabbit hole with them now, their mind is going to go down the rabbit hole for the next 30 years until they hit some threshold. And I look at it like I had this realization a couple months ago where I was like, we don't need to worry about passing on our intelligence because nature already designed a system for that. And it's your children, right? right? It's the youth. So if you're not actively trying to elevate the consciousness of the next generation, whether you have kids or don't have kids, right? If you do have kids, it's obviously much more intimate and personal. Yeah. If you're not trying to elevate that consciousness, 
then I, you know, I don't know what else is more worthy of, of your energy. Absolutely. And I think that if you take that philosophy and apply it to who you're voting for, who you're, whatever, how you structure your day, all of these things, it matters. And so I'm curious if like, cause I think you, you and I are similar in philosophy, right? We're like we're real, real life, modern day philosophers on a, when we choose to be, right? And uh, I'm just curious if you've seen, if you apply that philosophy into putting the energy into your kids. Yes. Um, very good question and, and important to, we talked about definition. So I want to define something which it's defined by me, obviously not the, or, or the, or the dictionary. A lot of time we talk about philosophy or, Oh, you're, you're being a philosopher or, um, oh, you're being spiritual or so philosophy is actually the love of truth or love of wisdom. And many people don't know that, 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 and then they, they take, obviously not you, because you're saying on, on the positive note here of being a philosopher, yet most people, it's, it's kind of the, the pattern defense mechanism to dismiss something as a philosophy or spirituality. Um, so from this side of the eyes, um, philosophy is practicality. It just, and, and I'm sure that's what, what you're meaning as well. For me, there's no difference between philosophy and practicality or spirituality is practicality. I mean, I mean, everything is with spirit, uh, not in the woo way. I mean, you know, there's some kind of uh, exchange of energy, whether it's uh, uh, helium and or whether it's like electrons or there's something going on. Um, so in, in this practical philosophy spiritual um, upbringing, I, I completely, would you accepting and not agree and disagreeing, accepting and understanding that this is a role that we, we were given or chosen or something as, as fathers, right? Now, what's more important than making sure that the new iPhone is not getting unnecessarily apps with very bad bugs in them. Now, if I'm putting in the role of, of, of guarding this new iPhone that I would call the next generation iPhone, because if you iPhone 8, there must be iPhone X. They're just, that's how it is. There, there must be a better version of you because they're, they're a combination between you and Anna plus their all own chemical structure, whatever runs them, and, and this beautiful new organism with 100 trillion cells, right? Which, which every cell has its own immense intelligence, right? So now they're running through this very complex world that we're living in, which we are creatures on a planet, which were animals, which whatever runs it, we're going to can call it X. And we need to find our way through how am I going about 
communi communicating, connecting, uh, making friends, talking, what's right, what's wrong. Uh, oh, daddy said this, mommy said it's okay. Oh, but I heard the teacher. Oh, this kid is like that. It's so complex for them. And to your question, and, and I don't know if I'm segueing from it or, or that's, that's what you're asking, right? But, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So, how to how to translate what we're talking about to yeah. children, right? Yeah. So, so th this is a very when you take this role seriously or being sincere, it's a huge challenge because some things are inappropriate to their age and some things are appropriate, and and they're going to be exposed to so many things. So you don't want to sugarcoat them, and also you don't want to give them too much. So with me, with Eli, you're, you're a BJJ, BJJ fan and also Eli and Maxime. So with me, I keep, sometimes I tell him, listen, this is a black belt lesson. I, I, I come to him and say, this is a purple belt lesson. This is a black belt. This is, and sometimes I say, you know what? This is a red belt. I'm going to say something. And, you know, it, it may not, uh, before now, I'm just going to share something with you. And I don't know how, you know, it can be confused for him, confusing. Yet these are things that if you're authentic, it, it's challenging. How are you not going to share it? You're going to share, you're going to share. And then when you call saying go into the rabbit holes, I have this long conversation with Eli because I treat him as a very wise master. He's my teacher. I tell him, you're my teacher. Before you have never known how to be a dad. You're, you're teaching me. You're teaching me so many things. And uh, so for me, it's important to to say that. Now, you're, you're, to your point, with, with social, them and also us, we need to know the social lubricant of, of how to act. So can you be really yourself? Yeah, you can be yourself with certain people, completely authentic. Um, when I'm at a party, which now is supposed to be like very, very small party, right? Uh, there's certain individual that we want to talk to me of more or less in the realms of what we speak of and certain people that just want to talk about the weather and be funny or whatever. So I can be authentic in that way. Some things I will, sometimes I will have to wear some kind of mask that doesn't, maybe I don't want to do that right now because I'm really talking to someone about business. So I have to bring my resume mask on. Like, oh, yeah, okay, I, uh, oh, I know this building, I did this deal. Or I have to come up with, oh, I know this guy. Oh, yeah, I went to school here. Or all that stuff that will, will maybe ease the doubts and, and, and melt the patterns of the other person to be comfortable to go with you into a certain conversation or a certain type of relationship at the moment. Therefore, what, what I'm getting at, Yes, in, in society, it's going to be very challenging not to play a role because we're playing many roles and we can do these roles in an authentic manner. Does this make yeah. sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of, I, I mean, I resonate a lot with what you're saying because it's, um, I think a lot of, structure and programs teach you to like it's okay to have these different masks for for what you're doing right you need to understand different roles i've found a lot of peace and just there's there's no different me in those roles 
it's still me in those roles, right? It's, um, and even just like finding space in the silence, you know, in a conversation where if someone's engaging you at a level that, uh, oh, the weather, right. Common thing to try to build a bridge or something, right. You can choose what direction you want that to go in. And sometimes silence is a great way to do that. Absolutely. You know, and I see that. I, I definitely, I agree. Maxima, I always tell him he's my, he's my teacher. I mean, he's the one who got me into jujitsu. It was him pushing me and yeah. saying, Hey, I want to, I want to do it together. Cause we trained Muay Thai and he was like, I want to, I want to be able to train together. And yeah. that's, that, fuck, that's all I need to hear from my son. Right. Like in a martial art, if you want to be able to train together, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. You know? And what a blessing that is. Think about not, yeah. not even for you, how much, now you appreciate the humbling and we can talk about it for hours or everything about jujitsu, which, which I'm not an expert and I cannot claim to be a, 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 a and yet all that stuff and all, on top of it, all the connection that you have with him and, and, and the physical that is also mastery and also building confidence. And it's just, so they will lead us when we let them into the correct mirror of who we are meant to be at that moment, unless they're stuck in, you know, if I'm on, on, on the call with you now and I didn't sleep well, you, you agree with me that I'm probably slightly, I'm still the same me, but I'm, I'm slightly speaking different or thinking slower, whatever the, that's going to affect my body. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Same as if I'm, um, I'm dehydrated. Same if I didn't have enough sugar, same if I'm, I'm, you know, too stagnant. So with them, it's, it's just on exponential level because they're either completely present and just being whatever life is as a child should be, or they just completely at the moment and, and frustrated because now, they didn't eat, they didn't sleep, or they didn't drink, or, or someone really did something to them that they cannot express how it is. Uh, and, and when we let them just be them and let them lead us, they can show us a mirror of, hey, look, come, come be with me, be, be a kid. And it's, it's extremely challenging. For me, it was a big challenge all this, this period, and I'm sure all, so many parents had that, that challenge with COVID that you 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 all the time with them and you don't know when you have a break or, and, and they, they themselves want to be with their friends or all that challenge. And then you, you, it's, it's challenging to suddenly step out of the, the, the sincere adult responsible and just become a kid with them. Um, and yet if, if you would do that for a second, you would say, Oh, wow. Why am I being so uh, stern or why am I so serious about everything? From, from going going on your knees and to their perspective, suddenly it's completely different. And and I'm 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 doing a long rant on on the, this, and it's it's important conversation and a topic. That's why, because for them to navigate through life, which is kind of you know not so kid friendly, 
it just, you know, you, you got to understand, okay, so how do I act in society and how do I act with this person? And this kid is not nice or they doing this to me. And yet, you know, that, that's their, that's their, uh, what they have to learn. And Eli told me recently we had a, we went to friends and then they were on the trampoline and then I saw people coming and knocking into him or something. I don't know what the game they were playing or something. And then later he told me, you know what? And he was so wise. I mean, I was blown away when he said, he told me something. Um, he said, I need to figure this by myself. Mm. I need to, yeah, it was just, whoa. It was, yeah. it, was, it was this Sunday or Saturday night. And he said, and he said I need to have my own way. I need to have my own way to, to deal with this. Because I feel for him, and you know, I'm, I'm talking for him. I feel for him, he knows that he knows how to protect himself. Yet, for example, uh, then in, in the BGJ, uh, BJJ, uh, school they say you you're not supposed to use jujitsu, and he's also right. so kind and sweet, and you never want to hurt someone. And so, so there's so many contradictory things that they hear all day, and then in the end they just want to play. So it's a very big challenge, you know, to not not overload them with our apps that coming from patterns or fear or desire, rather just be coming only from love, and mm -hmm. it's challenge from from the, the the close circle it's challenge to say even to your partner you know what you you're too much on the phone or you know too much social media you know maybe we can do this you know are you coming from love that you're saying you know what i just i'm loving you i see how it hurts you and you already wanted to do that or you're coming from you know i want this now and this should not be so as long as you know you're doing it from love still there's a a way to do it and also with the kids you need to know okay i'm loving them so much maybe you know i just need to give them space so it's a very very challenging role for me and this is i, I may say i don't have a lot of conflicts except of this with with, with eli uh in myself because at some point i don't want that role i just want to love him so much and and, and then you have the role and i know you can relate you know and totally. i still have to correct him and stuff, you know, you want to, you want to say your, your, how you go about this? Yeah. I mean, very similar, right? I, um, I think as we've slowed down in life, we found, I I've personally found that, um, you still there? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm just going to get in the right. right. Um, I've still found, I found some balance and balance in it's okay to be the disciplinarian and still discipline from a place of love right and i i agree with you it's it's one of it i would argue that it is it is the most um consuming of my energy in how to impart these different lessons in in their lives right and, and with Maxime, it's, I, I try to frame everything as like, I, you know, you get in the habit of speaking of just like patterns, you get in the habit of saying, you're not doing this. You're not, you're supposed to be doing this. And I changed that a few months ago where I was like, look, this all boils down to one thing, listening, right? It, everything just boils down to listening. 
if you get, if you're listening well, you get all these opportunities, right? If you're, if you're listening intently, you can hear what the other person's saying. And I was like, by the way, that goes for me too. If I'm not listening, then we're not, we're actually not engaged in a conversation because I'm just talking at you. And so I've, I've tried to anytime, and I used to be like, Hey, don't do that. And now I'll say, Hey, Maxime, what is this a good example of? Or what is this, what does this lead back to? And he's starting to get to the point where he's like, ah, listening. Yeah. And I'll have a conversation with him when I need, when I need to talk to him about something like, Hey, are are you, do, do we have each other's attention? And I know, and we both, like you said, we both know if I'm thinking about something else, he knows if he's thinking about something else, I know it's a human thing. You know, when someone is there with you yeah. or when they're somewhere, when their presence is somewhere else. And it's such a hard thing to teach that you can only show by example. Right. Like last night I took him, he wanted to go with me. I needed to just like get some movement. Right. We had, we had, a. I'm not going to say a busy day, but we had a busy day for, for Aloha standards. You, know? you had a busy day. Yeah. We had a, we had a busy day for Aloha standards and uh, I just wanted to walk on the beach and he was asking to go with me. And I was like, yeah, sure. And we just, we walked till after the sunset, had a beautiful conversation. No, I had no agenda. I let him free flow, ask whatever questions. He's very interested in getting a dog. We talked about, 8 million variations of what type of dog, why can we get two dogs? What would you name it? What breed, what the different breeds do? He's like an encyclopedia for this stuff right now. Wow. And uh, you know, that, that was the conversation that he wanted to have. And just that time of connection with him where there's no agenda. Yeah. Right. That's, I think once you tap into that, you start, I think it's easier to get into that, to switch in and out of that play mode, right? And I think COVID has done, I hope it's what it's done for people is, is realize that like, just because you're on a Zoom call is like, it used to be like faux pas. If you were on a Zoom call and one of your kids burst in, my sense is people would be horrified. They're like, oh God, you know, I'm not actually working. I'm at home, you know? And it was like this thing now People just had to fucking deal with it. So it seems like it's okay because it is okay. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it, I think it's okay to consciously design your life so that you can maximize family time. Yeah. And it's okay. It goes back to what you say. It's okay that you didn't write today because you didn't write today. And it's okay that Someone storm in because someone storm in. Right. So and that, there's a peace in that in that type of existence. Yeah, it's it, hard for people to find. Yes, because it goes against all the tape recording and all control. And you said something very beautiful. I'll start in the end. You were talking about listening, so remind me if I forget. You said no agenda. So you have a very close friend that she she's senior, I don't know, senior 15 years my age or something. 
and she had a podcast or she had an interview and she asked me something. She said, um, she asked me, Offer, you, you sometimes seem not worried about things or when you talk to someone or you, it seems like you don't, don't get stressed who the person is or what, can you explain, how, how do you come? How do you come to that meeting? What, what's your agenda? So I said, my agenda is no agenda. Then she stepped for a second and she said, wait, what do you mean? So you don't have agenda? I said, yeah, I have an agenda, but my agenda is of no agenda. So, and this is not like hyperbole or philosophy or something. It's just, for example, this conversation, you didn't send me any questions. You didn't tell me what we're talking about. I don't have any agenda. I don't think that I'm going to publish it and I'm going to make uh, whatever out of it. There's my agenda is just to, to be here and then whatever comes out of it. Great. And whatever is not something else will come up. We'll learn from it or something. So most of the time when there's a meeting between two or any relationship, there's one agenda. Now, if, if one person come with the agenda, personal agenda, of the I, I, instead of we, that's going to be the problem. And I'm circling back to what you said, the listening with, with Eli and our house rule is uh, listening, paying attention. Um, uh, I don't remember because we're not doing the house rule anymore, but that was when he was younger. Uh, and when, for me, the biggest thing is pay attention, pay attention. And listening, I keep asking Eli and my middle uh, daughter is, what's listening? So listening is this, what is listening, what is listening? And then listening is paying attention when someone else speaks or paying attention on the others attentively, meaning you are attending to what the other person or what is going on here at the moment, meaning What's going on in the moment is actually attention or, or attending to the attention. Now, if there is no listening, like you could say, there is no attention. There is no attending, so you're not there. Now, you're physically there, so who is there? The there that's there is your false you, which is a pattern, which is either thinking about thinking about next or thinking about what you said, your father, or thinking about, I'm here because of my father, I should do this. So you wearing a pattern past mask that projecting this present moment, which you're not attending to. And therefore, you cannot listen to what's going on. So information is blocked. You basically saying, 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 saying. Now, obviously, you can see that I'm talking. But I'm not talking from an agenda. I'm, I'm open to whatever whatever comes up, right? So uh, I'm sharing. Now, if it's with another person that I have an agenda, I'm here to teach or I'm here, here to give a point, well, you're not present because maybe that person right now just want to be quiet. Maybe they want to hug. Maybe they don't want to be taught or something. Now, it's very challenging with your kids because that's your role or something. But most of the time, I'm not talking about in our small family sale. I'm talking about when you really, with the other person, business meeting or something. And I feel that 
a win-win situation. It's the only way. And it sounds like a cliche. And what we're talking about, about listening, it sounds like a cliche. Everything we said can sound like you said, oh, you have to hit a wall only when you make money. Well, we're talking from direct experience. I mean, I'm talking with someone that make nine figure. I'm, I'm talking with someone that knows that that's what I say to my kids because you experience it while we're walking, uh, that I'm saying it. So we need to lead by example and also know if we're coming from a place of love and there is a big, big challenge and it's a big, big conflict to, to know, okay, when am I loving? When am I stepping over and all that? And it starts by listening. Win-win, that's how the word should be. And it doesn't need to be, oh, you have to be a winner and a loser. Okay, that's, that's an argument of a first-level human, I would say. Or I don't know if there's a first-level human. Yet it's a first-level perspective, let's say, which is, oh, so, yeah, well, we're going to play tennis. There's going to be one winning and losing. Okay, winning what? Winning the match, right. It doesn't mean that I didn't win. I enjoy myself. I learned something. What if I'm playing only with people that are better than me in tennis? So I'm kind of losing, but I'm winning, winning in my skill. So we just, again, again is how we define win-win. Now I go about business about win-win situation. And it, it sounds silly to a lot of people. Um, I don't mind. It sounds silly to real estate people in particular, I think, because it's just such a zero sum game philosophy, right? In, in as a culture. Yeah. Why do, why do you feel that that's the case? I actually feel that's the case for finance capitalism, not just real estate, right? Real estate is very, it's very tied into finance capitalism. And I think, um, I think it's because a lot of people are fully tapped into their ego and it feels good to be the winner and it's easier to be the winner than create a solution that works for everybody. And I also think as an extension, that's a big reason why there's kind of a lack of community in a lot of cities today because things have just gotten so institutionalized, you know, where there's just no, I mean, I can tell you from being in it, the, the game, as you know, the game is cutthroat and there's very few people who are consciously interested in designing a win-win scenario with you. They may tell you that they are, and then, you go through a transaction or a, you know, a project, a deal, whatever it is. And I don't, at least in my experience, um, cause that's the only thing I can speak from as well. Yeah, of course. It's, uh, it's much more like the jungle, right? There's very few guys that I would say, Hey, I would love to do a deal with you again. There's, there's a few. There's a few good humans out there that I've crossed paths with that like, and they're, it's not that the other people are bad. It's, I think it's easy when you have these big companies that make these big investments there, it's not, it's not really anyone's money. 
you know, it's not their things and they don't, they're all just making decisions to not get fired. Yeah. And that's like, it's a weird, I also think that this is the problem with politics, right? Today. This is, this is the challenge that we have as, as humans right now is that these, these companies and these things have gotten so big that they're actually kind of unmanageable. We've lost that human connection and that human touch, you know, there's, there's like been a little bit of erosion. Like there is such thing as taking something too far. I've had this question a lot lately, which is just like, why does everything, cause people keep asking me like, Oh, what's, what's the, what's the goal for like the podcast? And I was like, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm just putting shit out in the fucking ether world and seeing what happened. I think my personal philosophy is you never know what someone's going to resonate with. You never know what someone's going to hear and say, Oh, I can consciously make that decision to connect with myself in a way and let my thoughts pass through or connect with my kids in this way, or, you know what I mean? Whatever it is, I, you just never know. And that's it. I don't have any agenda for it. That's wonderful. And that's why you can have guests crazy like me with beards or other people or, but, and I want to go back for a second to, to, to make sure I understand you're saying that the question was, why do you feel it's a situation with a no win win? And you said it mainly eager, right? So, yeah. um, correct. So ego, we, we can say, what is ego? I mean, who came up with this thing ego? What does that even mean? So let's just, just define it for the moment for us to sake of conversation. Ego is identifying with certain image or certain thoughts, right? And then in order to be identified with certain image or certain thoughts, it's going to be very challenging for me to identify with your thoughts, right? Because unless I discern that these are the thoughts that's coming through my head, it's actually Justin. So I'm going to identify with my own thoughts or my own image of how I should be or how this deal should be or how this life should be. So again, we're talking about the I, I, and if I'm correct, I think that it's the, the I am or I'm, you know, I apostrophe M, it's the, the most written or, or used word uh, in books or in conversation. So it's coming from an I, 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 and not we. Now, if I'm going to be in this conversation, it's going to be about I, 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 there is no we, there's no, there's no conversation, there's no listening, there is no nothing a relationship any relationship friends or intimate relationship it's transformed and and joseph campbell may have said that i don't remember who that the i dissipates the i dies it becomes the we it becomes the the, the now an entity of a cell of a relationship and then the only way to go about it is a win-win. Of course, it's going to be certain things that I don't like about this person, which is persona, which is in Latin, if I'm not wrong, a mask, right? So there's certain things in your patterns that I'm not so loving. But when you're calm and sweet and you're just you and you're loving and you're just presence, present, there's just presence and there's something so pure about it. 
So identifying with a thought, it has to be identified with a thought that comes from fear or desire, which is it must be a, there's a winner, there's a loser. I, that's why I need to cut the throat because it cannot be a win-win thing. So, and this thought comes from a thought that, or fear. If I'm not going to grab your throat, you're going to cut my throat, right? And it has to come from a place of scarcity, mm-hmm. abundance, right? If I believe that there is infinity of abundance of resources in the world, and I would say all the fields in the whole world actually comes from the earth, including real estate that we involve, let's say diamonds, including everything. There's not one resource that's not coming from this planet. So there are also a lot of resources we didn't tap into. So let's say there's abundance. If I have a thought and I identify with a thought, there's abundance. And the win-win is not for now. The win-win is actually the Justin Palmer will say, you know what, there's a few people that I want to do deal with. That's the win-win. It's not to get this deal, to get that, that this year. And when you come from this perspective, that's the only way that we can actually make a difference and to show by role model, which is to the kids also. Because if you're cutting throat in your business, don't you think that that's the model of your, the new version of humanity? The new iPhone is getting that software. That software should not be there anymore. Like, for sure. there's, there's different stuff. There's just apps. Like, there's TikTok out there. There's no Facebook. And really just, you got to adapt. Obviously, I'm not a, I'm not a big, uh, in these, both of, the point is, you can't play the same recording and expect change. It doesn't matter who is going to be elected today. I'm sorry to say that it's not going to matter when someone that's saying this is a liberal, when he sits with another liberal, he's not coming with a win-win perspective. Someone that says the conservative sits with conservative, they're not going with the win-win. So of course, when someone conservative is a liberal, there's not going to be any talk whatsoever because definitely there is no listening and definitely there is going to be one winner, one loser because we have to choose a party. So this is, I feel, the biggest challenge. You, you, we started by talking about something more specific and we weren't accurately in terms of politics, yet politics in the end are people that, the way I see it, they're just more ego-driven than most of us. Maybe is the prerequisite. In order to be a politician, you have to be very into your ego, and yet you're supposed to be a leader. Right. Now, leaders, I don't feel that they're leading anyone that now is in politics. They're just, they're just doing stuff from a place of fear, from a place of power, from a place of I, 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 instead of lead the majority. And leaders should go to a leadership program, to go to leadership school, to have a certain kind of prerequisites and saying, okay, the the matrix is very complex. To run at 300, I don't know how many millions and how many states is very complex. There are so many ego involved, yet I'm a leader. I need to know how to lead and how to deal from 
taking few difficult decisions from the most conscious and the most win-win for, for which I'm not saying it's, it's solvable. It may be insolvable. And if it's insolvable, the whole system got to change. Yet, if you're going right. to come from an I, 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 because my daddy was like this, uh, he was Republican, or he likes, I don't know what, he likes cereal in the morning. He's not an oatmeal guy. So I'm into cereal. That's it. We're doing cereal. That's completely ludicrous. That, that's that's my, how I see it. It's just you're literally choosing cereal and not oatmeal because your dad says oatmeal. That's I'm for oatmeal. Yeah, it's well, I think it. everyone, I think the Internet as a as an externality has created this sense of separation among communities. You know, and I think I think COVID, the beautiful thing about COVID, if there is one, is that in a lot of places, it's reinvigorated that people's need to depend on each other and not from a place of vulnerability, but from a place of connection, you know, and saying, hey, we need to we need to help people in our community, even if you don't know them that well, <laughs> you know. Even, even if you don't know them, you can help a neighbor do something. You can maybe just listening helps someone, you know, and those, it, I agree with you. I don't, it, it doesn't matter who wins in the election. It's there's bigger things happening and things that need to happen for our society, right? Whatever you want to call America, right? This, the experiment that we currently call America uh, to evolve. Yeah. And I think I, it, what's interesting is that each of us individually identify, it, it's hard to separate your identity from your existence. And I feel like our collectively as a culture, that's where we are. We're having challenges separating the American identity, the different versions of it, right? Because there's all different versions. There's like, the far right, the middle right, the center, the middle left, yeah. the far left, like there's all these things, right? And no one can separate from that identity and just understand like, hey, that person has kids. <laughs> that person has a mother and a father. Like there's a fucking, there's so much more that we have in common Yes. than we have. Right? Yes, that's exactly what I was talking about when we talk about the ego. It's identification with a thought. And the thought can be, I am American. I am liberal. I am serial. I am not oatmeal. That's, that's exactly what I was pointing at. And this is the danger. To not understand, no, you're not. You're not American. What, what does that even mean? So we talked about social lubricant or how do you in social so in certain settings someone's going to ask me where you're from so i'm going to bring the thing oh i was born here or is in israel yeah they are sometimes you, you had that point that you can play it you know when someone talks about the weather you can be quiet or you can how's the weather today hmm very weathery you know just <laughs> you, you know you can you can decide it depends how engaged you want to be and what do you feel the other the other with you is, is, is ready or not ready in terms of you're ready, I'm not. But 
what which which game do you want to play or, or or otherwise we can just be silent and and hug each other and say you know what I'm still have pain about my stuff or how are you doing uh, the weather how's the weather you know google it I don't know I usually don't google it but I see leaves on the floor or something like that yeah so the identification with ideas and with thoughts creating the conflict in one inwardly and externally is just the extension of your inwardly because there's nothing that happened externally at least now you know in the video I'm looking I'm looking from somewhere so we can get into it and we can say, okay, am I inside or outside? Or I'm looking from the inside out or because my head is also outside, but I'm seeing from my eyes and I'm actually, my brain is, the retina is processing light photons and wait a minute. So is that from inside or from outside? We can get into that. I'm not even going there because I don't want this to be woo-woo or something, which is not anyway, yet if I'm going to look outside now, but I'm going to look with a certain identification, it has nothing to do with anything. It's just a thought. Because when I'm going to bed today, what does that even mean? What, when I was, where I was born, going to define who I am? Or what do I do? Or how I act? Or how I feel? It has nothing got to do with it. it. It can just be tribalism. It can be just brotherhood. And it goes all the way to the nitty-gritty. Okay, like... Okay, oh, which school you went to? Oh, we were in that school, but in this club. Or, you know, oh, we're far, far right, but we're far right down a little bit, take a left. Uh, well, you know, there's no end to that nonsense. And then someone, someone is processing that that's who they are. And then they forget that, okay, there's nothing got to do with who they are. This is just something that they caught along the way and now interfering with their processing of information. So if I want to sit as whatever I am at this moment and process a debate or process a policy or process uh, a deal, and I'm going to look with the lens of my thought from the past, it's no longer relevant for now. Any thought comes from the past, unless we're actively, me and you, observing and we inquiring and we're zeroing and we're thinking together and we have an insight into what we looked at. If we're just based on a thought or a memory, you based on that memory that you're a Republican a month ago or 10 years ago or something, it doesn't even mean the same thing. Right. So, so why don't you just leave everything in the side for a second, all this stuff. Can we just meet me and you? Hey, what's your name? I'm Justin. Yep. Okay. I'm Whatever. Hey, yeah. what, what's going on? Great. I feel I'm, great. I'm the end. I'm known as Justin. How do you feel right now? Oh, yeah, I feel this way. This, this, this. That. That's it. That, that, what's going on right now? And then living and, and based on ego and identity and all that, it's not... Obviously, everything that I'm saying is from my experience. Not the healthiest, most happy, joyous way to live. 
Now, if you're in an office and you have to do certain things, I, I don't know, because I did not, never been a politician. So for me to speak this way, or for me to say, this candidate is better than other candidate, it's going to be completely arrogant and ignorant. Um, if I'm not into it right now, because I'm, I'm, like we discussed, I'm into other things, go about my life, see how can I be the most present with whatever I'm doing, and be more and more wealthy in inner wealth. Um, yet I can discern when I look at people in the politic arena or in the business arena, if they're interested in a win-win for all, or they just going to, they want to really empower the city and humanity or, and it's not from a tree hugging or do go do gooder um, um, perspective. It's from, are you interested for us both to grow at the moment and, and everyone else and, 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 and abundant for, for whatever, or you just want to see me, 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 how I eat the best and, you know, whatever, you just go, go your way. So it, it, I feel that's just two very different perspective. And our role is to show that you can choose that perspective too, that it's not only about me, 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 or me, me and my partner. It's about, you know, how the me fits with everyone. And it goes back to what you said, the community. Community or commune, to, to really have it, it has to be that me and you are communing about something. We have an agenda of no agenda, or our agenda is that our community is going to thrive. And then personally, you're going to thrive, and you're going to look better, feel better, do better, and I'm going to thrive. And I feel that's how it should be. Why not? Um, just because the alternative is me, 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 you're going to get a sucky life, but then it's going to suck for me because what I'm coming with you, I'm coming, oh, come, come see me. Oh, you want to go somewhere, but how are you going to go somewhere? If my me, me, me bank account is great and based, based on taking from you or whatever the situation is, food, shelter, whatever the situation. Yeah, it's, uh, man, I feel like I'm, um... In a lot of ways, I'm having a conversation in the mirror. You are. <laughs> you know I mean? It's not in a lot of ways. This is this is reality. You are working with it yourself. Is. Just a, a little bit more handsome uh, guy, a more you know more fit and a, a more non-trim beard. No, obviously, <laughs> it's you. It's you the fit with a non-trim beard. But yes, you you we're talking to ourselves. You are me in a different organism, different body. Okay. Uh, it's it's it sounds like woo, but it's not. I mean, it's just you are a human being, and if we're a, a a flock of birds, we will go and do maneuver as one one energetic thing. Uh, so the fact that we have this duality of the I to because this is how it means to be, because that's how we feel more safe, and and in order for have a conversation, we have to be me and you obviously and in order to to experience and and speak about reality we have to have words however we are talking to ourselves in the mirror try to better ourselves as a species to procreate totally whatever you want or not yeah 100 percent. it's uh 
look, I want to, I, I think what you have to say is like so important from a humanity perspective, like what we collectively, what, what we have to say is important from that perspective. What, what advice would you give someone that hasn't quite found that calmness within yet? Um, not, not at a not at a, in a position to give advice and when, when someone is listening to it and can feel and say, you know what? I experienced moments like that throughout my life. I remember whether it's seeing a sunset, maybe, maybe, I don't know. I, I felt these moments of just whatever, connecting to myself, connecting to nature, connecting to, to the world, connecting to someone. And then right away, this thought, the doubt going to be, yeah, whatever. Or, oh, what is this idiot knows? Like, who, who, who is he to say something? So I would say, I'm nothing. I'm nobody. And like you said before, like your answer to that guy, I have nothing to say except that nothing is exactly the polar, not opposite, the same exact thing of everything, which is look at your own experience. Look what floats your boat, what makes you in a joyous, peaceful, calm, content life. Is it running after the next thing? Let's say you're an adult because you're listening to it. Have you ever had an experience that you wanted that Porsche and you got that Porsche and then, wow, whatever, that's ridiculous. Or, or, or any other thing that you feel that, okay, that's, what, that, that's what's missing. So everyone had that experience and that that thing that's missing seems to be not the thing that was missed. And if it's true and can be resonated, some people not will say, oh, this is a bunch of nonsense. Okay, no problem. When, when, when one can resonate and say, you know what? Yeah, that's true. And also I remember that there was a moment that I didn't have anything and I just was completely content. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, so, for these, I would say, find what is taking you out of these moments. What if you always in that moment? And unless something is taking you out. So what are the things that take you out of these moments of bliss, content, joy, happiness, or even extreme sadness that just sacred, whatever it may be, what are, what is taking you away? And notice that you're always you. And you may, your body may feel different. I mean, if you have the experience that you always you, no matter what, and then there's a 
something that feels to be missing, what is missing? Or is that just a thought? And when the doubt comes and say, this podcast is just two ridiculous guys, two privileged people from Hawaii and Woodstock that just can do Woodstock in there, can do BJJ in their house, uh, jujitsu for whoever doesn't know, and they're privileged and they already have kids and what. When this doubt comes and say, oh, this is nonsense, how about doubting the doubt? And saying, I know that doubt's going to come because that's good, because I should always doubt and leave the question mark open. Yet, let me just go by my own experience. Am I content most of the time? Or how much percent of the time I'm literally content? Am I going to be content with a million? Am I going to be happy in a million dollar club? Am I going to be happy to be the poorest billionaire in the billion dollar club? Or I'm looking for trillions. And understanding that maybe you're content every night when you're in deep sleep, maybe you're not. What just experience for yourself, be your own guru, be the one who points to yourself. And knowing that people will be in the way and say, Oh, you're nonsense, what are you doing? What are you writing a book? Why are you not doing this? You're lazy. What do you mean you, you had a busy day? You were at the beach. Uh, my day is busy. Uh, compared to you, blah, 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 blah. Saying, okay, these can be your dark side or can be they can be your light side. They can be showing you something that you've yet to see. So all that one can look at, this is the part of the journey. This is the part of my learning. So the advice is to just listen and listen first to whatever comes from you and not listening to the doubt that's going to say, oh, you're selfish. No, because the only solution to society and community and humanity is one person at a time, one human at a time, is you owning yourself, know your tricks, know when you're fooling yourself and other, and one by one, that may be a solution that that's more of a win-win conscious play. And that will be a very um, short, <laughs> nothing of an advice. <laughs> that's, I think it's beautiful advice, man. I think it's, uh, the world needs more of that. Right. I, pr- I appreciate you uh, taking the time to, philosophize however you want to define uh, it with me this was awesome i knew i we were overdue for a connection point and i think uh a lot of people will resonate with just being able to listen being in the here and now if you're not in that now you're just missing everything that's happening right you're missing that experience and you don't have to it's just a choice yeah so I, I appreciate that. And um, yeah, man, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to doing this again. This was a lot of fun. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I really appreciate it. And thank you for keeping with your calling. I know it's uh, challenging to just drop other things and 
listening to the inner voice, which is not the same as the doubt voice in the head, the inner voice and say, you know what, I can do that. I, I feel that same as I knew how to be a developer. I, I feel that's what I need to do right now. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I know so many people will get a lot of value of your, your show and your openness and your willingness to share and be vulnerable, which is not a given at all uh, for a you know, male in, in a Western society and, and that, that, that talking openly about your father and, and all that and, and all other things about your family and points that can be raw. So thank you for all that and thank you for having me. Looking forward for doing it again or uh, seeing you anytime soon. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing each other in person soon. Yes. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I want to thank Ofer for being an incredible guest on the show. That was a deep conversation. We got to the source of some things there. And I always enjoy it. He's just he's done a tremendous amount of inner discovery work on, uh, on himself. And he and I have always had these deeply philosophical conversations about stuff. And I'm, I'm just glad we were able to put something out there in the universe and see what happens. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Chris Williams for producing the show. And uh, I hope everybody enjoyed that one. Stay tuned, we've got some bangers coming up.